Welcome to the Self-Made Writers Podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you your regular dose of writing adrenaline. ever been in a situation where you've read something or someone's explained something to you or you know it seems like everybody around you gets it and you just really struggle to get it to click right but then somebody comes along and says that thing in like a new and a different way even if it's the same thing that's been said a million times it's just the way they say it makes it click for you and you're like I get it now that's awesome okay let's do this right so that's happened to me a few different times in my journey and it's happened again recently and i'm going to be like true confessions of kim anderson if you know me (laughs) the whole idea of like hiring help is not necessarily like an easy thing for everybody like i recognize that there are these personality types because i see it in my clients like who they were born to be bosses, essentially, right? Like we, we joke about being like girl boss or whatever it may be. But like these are people who genuinely like are born with some sort of skill set where they know how to pick the right people and then give them the tasks they need to do. And then like because you watch them, like you watch them go from being, you know, on their own to suddenly having help and suddenly having a team and then all this stuff. And they're like born to be these like empire builders. And... I think that a lot of us aspire to that, but I think when it comes to it, like when we start thinking about hiring people, like the reason we got into, a lot of us got into what we're doing is because we like creating content, we like writing, we like doing all these things. And we we didn't necessarily think down the road, like, oh, I'm gonna have to like hire help or I'm gonna need an assistant. Like in our brains, we may just think, oh, I'm gonna continue to do this as a solopreneur. You know, and I might get, I might hire out help for this or hire out help for that. But it's been very interesting for me recently because I've spent years reading every kind of thing that you can find about like hiring help and like how to hire help and then how to write find the right people. And it's been said to me a million different ways and I get it, but it's been very difficult for me to implement. And there's a number of reasons why that is. Um... Number one, I mean, I've been in management. I've managed people before. That's not the problem. The problem for me is that there is an energy need there in hiring someone. The energy behind trying to find someone to do that is a lot. Like it's energy in finding the right fit, finding the right person, finding the person who has the skill sets that I need. Um you know, knowing that I'm going to have to like document processes for that person to follow, which is time, having to have meetings with that person to check in, which is time. And I've always been more of just like, a, I just want to hire somebody who knows what they're doing so that I don't have to take time out of what I'm doing to like train them and do all this stuff. So there, there's a lot of variables that go into getting help. So like, while it might be easy to be like, oh, I just want to get help. When you get down to actually like trying to find help, it's way more complicated. And that, that has always been 
the hard part for me because I am trying to spend time doing the tasks that move the ball forward, right? Like I'm trying to be efficient. I'm trying to do all these things. And then when you start adding in all these other elements with hiring somebody, it gets difficult because you find that you spend a lot of time in meetings and you find that you're doing less of the tasks and all this kind of stuff. And um, so even though I've hired different people and had help over the years, like there has always been this weird missing thing for me. And it wasn't until recently when I started working with my husband on a brick and mortar business that it finally clicked for me. I don't know if it's just the act of processing something as a brick and mortar, giving it a different, um, you know, just a different environment or a different take, but it finally made some things click for me on the solopreneur side. Like it made some things click for me on the side of, um, having an online based business. And so I want to share that with you guys today, like kind of something that I've learned more recently and how you might be able to take the same concept and improve your business as well as maybe fill in some gaps for your business that have been missing. Okay. For years. I mean, people have just been like, Kim, you just need to hire, you just need to hire, you just need to hire. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 And I've tried all these different things, but more recently, I was on Facebook and just scrolling like you do. And I ran across this friend's profile and I noticed that she was away at some event or something like that. And so I started kind of digging into what she was up to and like what she was talking about because she's using all these funny words and that I hadn't heard before. And I stumbled on this book that was called EOS, basically is the name of the system. And so it's like an entrepreneurial operating system is what it's called. Um, and the person who's, that's teaching this concept's name is Gino Wickman. And so for the purposes of the brick and mortar business, I was like, Hmm, like this might be a good thing to kind of like help anchor and help us, you know, be able to communicate better or whatever, or just kind of, you know, get a stronger plan. Like, I feel like going through this process, I'll get some nuggets that will benefit what we're doing. And I really had no idea that, this process of kind of going through this journey with the brick and mortar will lead to such clarity in other areas. So um, one thing that the EOS talks about is primary roles in a company. And again, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, Kim, like this stuff is not new. I understand that not all of these concepts are, are anything like new or groundbreaking or anything like that. They've just been said in a way that clicks. And so I'm hoping that if this stuff has not been said in a way that clicks for you, then <laughs> this conversation will help. So they talk about how pretty much every business has two main roles. And this role, number one, is the visionary. And role number two is the integrator. And so in going through this process, I realized in the brick and mortar business that my husband and I are working on. So backstory, my husband quit his job uh, because of my blog almost five years ago, four and a half. I don't know. 2017. And, you know, in that time frame, he has explored, which was the point, like different kind of businesses and stuff. And so before the pandemic, we decided that he was going to try to manufacture beer through doing a nano brewery. And so we had all the stuff we needed to get started. And then the pandemic hit, so we kind of put pause on everything. But essentially, like he's doing all the work himself. And we're getting closer and closer and closer to where we might be able to open the doors. And through that process, like we're getting more and more clear about like our goals and things like that associated with the business. And so I've been trying to run that business through this system. And in learning that there are these two roles, 
the two main roles being the visionary and the integrator, you know, I was like, okay, what are our roles? And then we established, you know, I'm the visionary and he's the integrator. And that's kind of naturally who we are, even though we both can do both things. Like he has things where he's very visionary. And then I have very times when I'm very detail oriented. Those are kind of the roles that we're choosing to be in because they, they fit best in our situation for this particular business. And if you're curious about this, so a visionary typically is a person who is kind of like the big dreamer, they're the person who can kind of get the ideas they see in the future. They do the research about like, you know, will this work? Will this not work? Like they just have all these great ideas and ways of seeing things in a different way, seeing into the future, seeing the vision. While the integrator is more of the person who puts all the pieces of the puzzle together. They make sure that the ship is running and that things are happening on time and they keep the ball moving forward with the details. And, you know, they create this sense of focus and accountability and all this stuff. So those are the two roles. And that's great for us because as me, as the visionary, you know, I'm going to have 25, 30 ideas, <laughs> you know, at one time, my husband, who's the integrator is going to be like, that one might work. Those won't work for this reason. Right. So he kind of pulls in the reins on the visionary and the visionary helps keep the integrator going forward. So it's like a good yin and yang relationship for moving the business forward. But as solopreneurs, um, sometimes it can be hard to play both of those roles in your own company, right? Like it can be hard to be a visionary, but then be like also rein yourself in. Um, or it might be hard if you're not naturally a visionary to be able to get past the details every day. So you end up just feeling like you're stuck all the time. And so when you're thinking about your own business and you're like hearing me talk, if you find yourself constantly like being the ideas person, but having a hard time implementing the ideas, it's probably because you're missing an integrator function, right? And if you are an integrator um, and so you're always stuck in the details, it means that you, you may be lacking a visionary, right? Like you may not have the ability to really see in the future. And in working with clients over the years, I see this really clearly now, um, having done this having done this program, like I kind of, and that's kind of where the crossover happened was I was like, okay, well, this makes a lot of sense now as to why like this particular person beyond just their personality, as far as creating this business may be struggling is because they don't have this other, this other role necessarily filled and vice versa. So I started thinking, you know, what are the ways that solopreneurs can fill that role that's sort of missing from their business that in and of itself is not a partnership, right? Like, I mean, most of us are just running these businesses on our own and we may occasionally get help for certain projects or whatever, but depending on where you're at in your journey, you may not be able to make that work. And here's the things that I was thinking. So if you're missing one of these pieces, either a visionary component or an integrator component in your business, and it may be why you're having stiction or why you're not able to move forward all the time. Um, you know, there are different ways for you to fill in that gap in your business. And you know, the first thing you might jump to when you hear me talk about this is like, well, I need to take on a business partner. But let me pause and add caution here to say, business partners usually just suck. Like, I'm just being frank with you guys. Like, I feel like I could be honest with you. It is not easy to have a business partner. And I can tell you in 10 years of observing online businesses, I don't know very many partnerships that have really worked out well. 
Usually what happens is one person ends up doing more work than the other person. And then, you know, it all starts to fall apart, but they didn't have an agreement in place in the first place. And then, you know, there's like back and forth and then there's resentment. And a lot of times these are people that are your friends or your family or whatever. And that's very messy. So if you already have that dynamic in place, good for you. You may want to dive in and figure out which one of you is which. Um, But if you don't have that, I wouldn't say necessarily go running out today to find a business partner. I don't think that is the best yes. What I would say is that what's more realistic for the kind of business that you're running, which if you're like me, a lot of people in my community, like I said, you're building this thing in the margins of what you value in life. And if that's the case, then getting help and stuff like that can be hard sometimes. And so the things that are going to be standing in your way might be money, you know, Um, it might be time. So let's talk about what's realistic for you as a solopreneur and trying to apply a concept like this to your business. So beyond running out and getting a partner, which I've established is a terrible idea (laughs) for right now, most likely, um, is that you can get an assistant, right? Like there are tons of people out there who are virtual assistants. And in my case, that's been for Kim Anderson Consulting, what I've been able to do. Um, I have been able to hire an assistant who is that integrator type for me. So I get to be the visionary. I get to lean into setting the vision for the company, doing all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, she comes behind and helps me stay on track, stay on task. Like she keeps me anchored. Um, And that is really valuable to me. And at the state of my business right now, I have the money to be able to do something like that. And I have the time available to be able to have an assistant because I can invest time in meetings. Now, that hasn't always been the case. When you're early on, you may feel like, oh my gosh, like I really don't have the money to try to pay someone. I also don't want anybody out there like depending on me for income, right? That that might be something that plagues you is like, well, what if my income changes or something happens and I can't continue to pay this person? Like, I don't really have to fire them. Like there's a lot of variables, right? Um, and like I said, there's the time variable, which is when you take on help, which not everybody always thinks about. Like a lot of times when you're hiring an assistant, you're having to train them. So you're having to take time out of running the business and like doing the daily tasks that you need to do to pause and prepare that person to be able to do what they need to do. And it takes time for them to learn that. And so, you know, they may be asking you for help or asking you for input. And that's all extra time in addition to like when you do hire someone, like when I've hired people in the past, um, you know, you have to sit down and write out processes. Like they have to be able to understand how to access things and what they're supposed to do you know, based on the different aspects of the business that you're handing off to them. And you need to have those processes in place so everybody's on the same page, which takes time. That's more time, more energy. And we don't always have a lot of that, depending on what season our business is in at that time. So so if you're in a season where you've got plenty of time and plenty of income, getting an assistant to help you might be the way to go, especially looking for one who can play whatever that opposite role is. So if you're not a visionary and you can get a visionary as your assistant, might be a good idea. Um, or if you, you know, are the visionary and you need an integrator and you can get that integrator type person to be your assistant, awesome. So the flip side of that is there's definitely gonna be people who are listening who are in a season where they don't have the time or the energy to try to put into training somebody else. 
um, or, you know, trying to get all their processes in place. Like they're just doing their thing, trying to make forward progress, trying to get momentum with what they're working on. And the idea of hiring help right now just isn't in the cards as far as, you know, having an ongoing assistant and somebody that you're paying all these hours to, things like that. So if that's you, you're probably like a lot of people that are in my mastermind groups. And so it's been a really interesting few weeks in my mastermind groups because with going through this process with the EOS, I've realized that there are people in my mastermind groups who who are definitely visionaries and people who are definitely integrators. And I can see through our coaching process the areas where they struggle. Um, and what's kind of beautiful about um, the opportunity that I have with people in mastermind groups is that I get a chance because my personality is sort of uniquely suited for this to either become someone's visionary or become someone's integrator. But it's not in a sense of me doing work for them. It is me serving as a weekly meeting to either keep them going towards a vision, if they're a person who struggles with seeing the future and being able to know like what they should do ahead, where they should go. I help them stay focused on forward movement and help them get out of the details all the time. But my personality is also detail oriented. So I can respect my visionaries because I know what it is to be a visionary. And at the same time, I'm offering to go into their business and say, okay, you've got all these visions. Let me help you narrow down what to work on next. And then we will make a targeted goal list. And then from that goal list, we will make tasks. And I just had this, you know, based on my personality, having both strengths, I'm able to sit down with my clients in these mastermind meetings who wouldn't really be able to do an assistant otherwise, but do need this function to help them move forward and fill in that gap. And so if you're thinking about like, I'm not sure, Kim, exactly like how to move forward with this or, you know, like what to do. I just want to let you know that my mastermind groups or my one-on-one coaching have the ability to fulfill this gap. Um, for you. And I have new groups that are opening in July. So, you know, if you're in a season where like hiring an assistant to fill this gap for you just isn't going to happen, but you would love, love, love to have the freedom and flexibility of being able to have a person in your life whom, you know, is coaching you, who is guiding you. But, you know, you have a set time every week that is a one hour block that you meet. Um, and have that role fulfilled for your business without it costing, you know, hours and hours and hours of payroll or whatever it may be to fill in that gap, I got you. And so um, I just think this is such an interesting concept and I wanted to share this with you guys because for some of you, as you move forward with your businesses, if you ever feel like you're stuck either in that visionary role or you're stuck in that integrator role, Recognize that you might just need somebody to fill in the gap of the opposite for you to help you get the momentum and the forward movement that you need. Like I said, there will be a season in your business where you probably can hire an assistant or you may be in a season where you have a partner already. And if you already have that partner and you guys want to explore these roles, go for it. Um, you know, but if you are looking for help in the here and now, I would love to just be able to help fill in that gap for your business. And so I want to invite anybody who has considered potentially needing that gap filled in their business to head on over to the link in the description where you can find out more about mastermind groups. Um, And I would love to be able to fill in that role for you each week and be able to help you either get your details in order or get your vision in place and to be able to follow up on that 
on a week-to-week -week basis without a huge investment and without a huge investment of time, um, which are the two perks of being able to do this with me as the coach. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I hope that as you go forward with your business, this gives you food for thought as you're considering like how to go forward and how to be you know, strong as a solopreneur um, in your business, whatever stage of that business that you're in. And whatever you do this week, guys, just keep writing.